2: Hello, everybody. It's it's that Mr. Christopher again, and I'm back for a new episode of introducing you. It's episode two. I'm really excited, um, as as usual, excited to bring you uh, a guest, someone who I've I've not met before. Um, I only was just a, a little bit aware of who he was um, and, and what he did. Uh, his name's. Dylan and he's uh he's an entrepreneur, I guess. Um he started a a clothing label when he was sixteen, independent clothing label. First year he made a million quid. Um he's he's just turned twenty one. In fact, today is his birthday. Uh yesterday was um everyone rushing down to the polls. Today is all hung parliament and it's all I don't know, complicated and stuff that goes over my head. And you will hear that politics definitely goes over Dylan's head as well. Um, He was a really great guy. He was someone really, really interesting. Um, Someone that is smarter than he looks and he sounds. Um, I don't think he'll mind me saying that as you'll probably hear from the interview. Really, really cool guy, proper down to earth um, and a complete uh, sort of, you know a really good work ethic. So I think you know if if you've ever started your own business, want to start your own business, um, if you're just interested in things like that, then it's a it's a good episode. Um, he hasn't had the the easiest um, life either. So you know, give it a listen because he's got a, he's got a story outside of his work as well. We don't we don't talk too much actually about his clothing brand. It's more how he started and and where he came from. So really really interesting. What else to to say um episode one went out. It was a huge success um or well, I think it was a huge success i don't I don't really have a a benchmark to to go by It was episode one. I don't know what other people's first episodes of of their podcast go out and sort of downloads that they get, but we got over five hundred in in two days. I was really, really happy with that. Uh, It was really exciting. A huge, huge thank you again to to Allah, but uh, a good good thank you to everyone that downloaded, listened and enjoyed it. Um, Thank you so much for all the messages. I've received loads and loads of messages of congratulations on the podcast, support and love and uh, for for me, but for also for Allah as well. And I couldn't be happier. It's it's been really, really good. Um, I'm sat here with Rob. Rob, say hello. That that Rob, that you you can't wave. Rob Rob, okay, just sit there and quietly giggle to yourself. Okay, um, what have I been up to? Um, I'm I'm just about to go and pick up my son. It's Friday. It's been peeing it down with rain. It's it's sunny now, so uh, I guess that's a good thing. About to enjoy the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I recorded an another episode yesterday with uh, a really really great guy. He's a poet and um yeah that was really interesting so i look forward to bringing you that soon but um yeah i guess that's it really just sitting around promoting podcast and and stuff like that it's actually i'm, I'm recording this only a couple of days after uh episode one went out so i haven't really done a lot since i recorded the intro for ala's one uh to be honest so i'm, I'm gonna stop rambling um Just say, you know, maybe rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and contact me on social media. Twitter. I like Twitter. Um, I haven't got many followers. Um, So if you get in now, we can have a proper conversation. Um, It's at that Mr. Christ or Christ, uh, as in short for Christopher. Um, Twitter wouldn't let me have at that Mr. Christopher. It was too long. Um, And then I put in at Mr. Christ. And then once I'd saved it, realised that that actually says... Mr. Christ. Um and I don't think I'm Jesus or anything. I haven't got some sort of Russell Brand thing going on. Um but uh yeah it's at that Mr Christ. Um I'm on Instagram as at that Mr Christopher. I'm rubbish at Instagram, so if you could actually tweet me some tips of how to work Instagram, that'd be much appreciated. Or I'm on Facebook, which is Facebook.com and all that, and just type in that Mr Christopher. Um or I think it's forward slash that Mr Christopher. But all the all the links are on my website. Um and yeah, that's at that's www.thatmrchristopher.com. And you can also email me at podcast at com. So uh yeah, go and do that because I really like to I've I've received some really, really lovely messages and emails. I might read them out um another day. Um i've got to go pick my son up so i haven't really got time i've got to do this intro um rob's going on holiday after the weekend so he's going to be editing this intro and outro for for the upcoming episode um in fact he's doing number three as well so he's he's got a busy weekend ahead of him bless him still sitting there waving (laughs) um anyway thanks very much i'll I'll let you kind of crack on with the episode bye
3: Enough money to bring his wife and his children to the UK. Yeah. But my dad was the first born out of our generation in the United Kingdom, and um, we was all living in a, just a normal house like 18, 20 of us, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just had the stereotypical jobs, as the Asian family, which was like a corner shop or they'll call it their package shop, as they usually do now. <laughs> and... Um, I think that's
2: the other thing that I really like, is, is you're quite free. I saw your, your TED Talk, and, and you're, oh, you're quite free with uh, expression of yeah, language. I think, and
3: I am so past the point now. You don't mind
2: talking about a, a stereotype? No, I don't, Because I don't, I really that, don't. that's sort of the fabric of our kind of culture, exactly. isn't
3: it? Exactly, I think we just need to get over it now and just carry on doing whatever we want to do. And nobody really gives a shit anymore. Awesome. Just do it, and just... just just try to be happy and make everybody else happy. That's my main role. Like, I was saying, I was brought up in a very good way. Like, I'm very thankful for the way I've been brought up. I was cared for, I was, I was loved, and I've been given amazing opportunities, like, living away from home in Essex, in Newcastle. Like, I've had so many different sorts of things that I've been allowed to do that I wouldn't really be able to have done if I didn't start my own company. 'Cause I was supposed to go and work for the family. Yeah. Like I don't I didn't have a choice. Like once you leave school, if you're a male in the house, you have to go and work for the family. Where well, the females in the house, because when they get married they move in with their husband. Yeah. They could do whatever they want to do. Yeah. So for us it was basically And that, that that's the norm. That's normal. In in that, that culture. Yeah, well, I mean, our our family very Religious, okay. Like, we wouldn't get with a white person. Yeah. Or we wouldn't... Um, I can hear them cars. <laughs> they'll be done in a second. That's
2: all right, that's all right.
3: And um, we, we... We have a rule book. Like, yeah. we can have our fun beforehand, but when it gets to getting married, then that's it. Yeah, like, yeah. We have yeah. To stop with the and fun I- and...
2: I, I i've started i, I press record because we, we, oh. we, we were just starting to to, to to chat and it was sort of like okay we're going to talk about the things that i want to talk about so um but yeah I, I i'll sort of start from where i was planning on starting really introducing okay. you your your uh dylan bardwatch yes hello hello we're <laughs> at ratchet clothing uh headquarters yeah just outside of Nottingham. Um, it's awesome. It's really great. Thank it's really, really, really cool. To, it's really bright and colourful, which I love. Um, and yeah, you, you sort of agreed to, to talk to me about a few bits and pieces. Um, I, I came across you on the the rich kids go shopping program when you <laughs> when you was a fatty. I'm still fat, um, but yeah,
3: I, I you, you
2: you were in and amongst a load of kids silver spoon fed. Silver, yeah, 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 that's what it I was surrounded <laughs>
3: by. But you were uh, yeah you. People, they really for was, Instagram's
2: uh, purposes showering themselves with yeah, mum really and yeah they
3: really weren't even supportive when when we released when we was released on the show we we were, I was tweeting them all saying like congratulations that like, you must be really proud like you've done really well and they're just rude like they really just was only bothered about the attention they were getting off TV right well, I was there like tweeting every single person back saying thank you so much for the nice comments and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah.
2: that and that's and it, you, you stuck out and this is well before I started podcast or even had the idea for it before I was even listening to podcasts for me it was just uh, flicking through oh big flash jet, what's this programme and, and, and you start watching it and, and I started watching it going man these people are awful and then you come on and I was like okay he's Sticks out like a sore thumb because he's so different in his attitude <laughs> yeah. towards money. But he's on this program that's essentially about money and that, about that, rich yeah, kids about spending. Yeah, and,
3: yeah, exactly. But you, you did stick out a little bit
2: for me, and and I sort of in, enough that I remembered the, the clothing name and I remembered your name. Thank you. So when I set up the podcast, I, I sort of started to write a list of. People or, or types of people, because mm-hmm. it is about normal everyday people. Yeah. So, I mean, last night I was interviewing someone that I'd never spoken to, other than a couple of um, messages online back and forth, Yeah. Um, and I'd never met the person, didn't mm-hmm. know a thing about him. So it was like sit down and like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. it was brilliant, but um, th- there was demographics that I was like, you know, I want to talk to this type of person, that type mm-hmm. of person, and I, you just, just just entered my mind you know, <laughs> after a couple you. of years of seeing seeing the programme um, I, I was like okay yeah I, I think he'd be interested and I emailed you and you, you got straight back to me I'm
3: um, yeah it really is just like we, we really didn't expect you to get back to me so quickly but no one understands that my job is literally being on my phone 24-7 like I do all the social media yeah, yeah. I, I'm a literally a 24-7 helpline to anybody who wants to start their own brand oh, like cool. even the people who follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, if they're going through problems at home, they'll come to me. Yeah, they'll tell me what what the problem is and how I can help them. Like I'm not gonna turn around and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna send you a free top." I like I advise them on what to do. Yeah, like what they need to do, and it's just like cause the other day, one of my one of my really really close. I don't know how to call them fans because I think that's a bit weird for me to say that out loud. Yeah, one of my. I would say somebody who supports the brand very well. Um, yeah. The first time I went to go visit them in their hometown and before this, like a couple of months ago, her mum fell down the stairs and like she collapsed, wow. passed out. And I was the first person she called. Like, what do I do? And sure. I was there to make sure she was okay, make sure her mum was okay. Why, why do you, I
2: mean, is this someone that you, you know? Um, have so
3: met, when, we, when I've started the brand, you know when you get you continue with customers and then you start being not like friendly friendly but you're comfortable enough to go out for dinner with them and have okay. a drink with them and with this family that I'm seeing who I talk to a lot at the moment like I was around their house of the day like I stayed over their house and like we got pissed and went yeah. for a Chinese and did like normal stuff because they look at me as a normal person. Yeah.
2: And and that's, that's what I saw you as on that programme. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I, there was a little bit and that
3: f- it gets
2: edited. Yeah. they, they Any TV programme will dress up whoever yeah. they want, however they want oh, and there's sod all you can do about it. Yeah. I know a few people that have been on um, sort of reality or competition. Well, I was just on Coach Trip like yeah. in October yeah, yeah, yeah. and
3: they literally made me out to be a nasty stubborn person and it was nice for everybody who knew me as a person to be insane like he's nothing like that in real life and I don't need to tweet saying oh please don't hate me because I was I said this like you all have your own opinions at the end of the day yeah
2: you kind of easy your game with that
3: yeah I really couldn't care like every single day I'm guaranteed to get some sort of abuse online yeah but to be honest, I, re- I enjoy reading that more than the positive stuff <laughs> that I get
2: coming through. It can be quite fun. I mean, <laughs> I, I've I've only got at um, at presently a, a personal social media mm. and a business that isn't a business that would have the engagement that yours would. Yeah. Like when I launch the podcast and that gets some momentum, yeah. I'm sure people are going to be like, "That was a shit interview." Yeah, or you, you were boring, yeah, or yeah. didn't like that guest, or or, or even something which I, I really don't want. Is like, what's the point? I don't know who this person is. Yeah, you know, and I, I said they're, they're real stories, they're real people, and yeah, you was on TV you've mingled with celebrities and stuff and we'll get onto that because that's interesting mm. because you still I think and I don't know you but you you appear very grounded in, in spite oh, of, thank of so. all of that <laughs> so when I was writing this list of who do I want to interview yeah. I, you know, I was like I want to interview someone that's self-made and you just popped into my head that I was like right boom and, and there's a big pool of people um, that that I could have you know people that I'm I'm close to and I know yeah but I was like no I I didn't want to do that I wanted to sort of say Mm. this this, this guy's unique because of the age that he
3: started I was going to say without blowing my own trumpet go go ahead man I was (laughs) I I was 16 yeah when everything kicked off for me I was very young and naive and I didn't have a business plan or any structure in life and I think what people are mostly interested in like I remember the day I opened my shop and I had BBC News ITV and Channel 4 outside the door yeah wanted to do a live interview and I was like what the fuck like how am I? I can't I can't even like I was so shy like I, I always say to my mum and dad that I wasn't born in 1996 like I was born when I was 16 years old because before I was 16 yeah. like I didn't know who the fuck I was like I didn't
2: I get it entirely I mean I've, I've listed some differences between us and they were Going to be many where you know worlds I mean? apart, but then there's some similarities. And what you've just said there is something I can really identify yeah, with.
3: Yeah, like I, kind of just I, I felt
2: that. when people say, "Where did you grow up?" or "Or how was you raised?" I'm very much a my chef backgrounds. Mm. Like that, that taught me more, I would say, than many teachers and parents did because it was just it's a it's a a subculture that I, I learned a hell of a lot in kitchens talking yeah. to people from all over the world doing and trying things mm. some positive, some negative some of questionable legality um, and, and it was a real education so when you say I wasn't born when I was born it yeah. was, I was born when I become this business owner exactly. and this, you know, I was thrown into this arena I get
3: that 100% and I think that's why like I'm still young like How old are you now? 20. Twenty. I mean, you are, yeah, just
2: just out of your teens, but you, you've you've got your own little kind of corner empire. No, it is. Like this is
3: my life now. Yeah, I don't want any other different. I would do anything I need to do to make sure this goes until I'm dead. Right. Literally. But like, I've since 2016, I've. Sorry, two thousand and twelve. I started. I was 16. <laughs> I've I've been doing more stuff that people don't know what I'm doing outside of ratchet. Yeah. So I manage people now. Like I manage around forty different clothing brands and how to start their own business and Sound. be their print and supply. I'm I do like people's social media. Okay. Because I'm very good with networking and. You got right back to me. Just social like, media. Proper,
2: you're a, you must be a busy guy. You must get dozens and dozens of <laughs> I get so many
3: emails. And most of the emails I hate replying to was like, can you help me start my own business? It's like, I can't. There's nothing that I can do to help you. Like, if you want to start your own business, then do it. yeah like, well, I must it, it is as hold is your hand And, and, and tell you, this is <laughs> what you need to do. This is that. But they're the things that really piss me off, are people who say, I don't know where to start. I need help yeah I didn't know where I started or where I needed to do but I still did it sure like people just they people are lazy Google man
2: how how to start a company how to register a business
3: exactly but it's like it's it's not when you start a business it's not that serious to even have to register at that time like I didn't register my business until like two or three years later right okay do you know what I mean which,
2: which I'm going to drop in now I don't want to talk about money because I should imagine you probably get that quite a lot
3: Oh, no, to be honest I don't really speak about because nobody asks me but I'm more than open to speak about like how much I actually get paid and how. but,
2: but you, you say I didn't register the company until a couple of years later so it was like what sole trader independent sort mm-hmm. of thing like I still wear my taxes but you'd made a million quid <laughs> yeah. in your first year which is great mm. <laughs> I, I, I love because a, a, anything I've seen of you or heard of you which isn't loads you're not you're not way out in the spotlight oh fuck no you're, you're, <laughs> but you, you you were out there enough to to capture my attention in, in my little corner of X. yeah yeah and I was like He's still young and he still seems and fully admits that I don't really know what I'm doing. No, it's true. <laughs> and that made me fucking laugh because Every I was like, I, I just made a million quid in my first year. I, I got 6,000 likes on Facebook from one t shirt design in the first week.
3: It just happened too quick. And I'm not clever. <laughs> i,
2: heard I, that in I an everything ago. in I'm school. I'm not clever. <laughs>
3: Literally, I failed everything in school. So. So, what is it? What What.
2: What, what do you pin that success on then? If if not, if, if I, not I, intelligence in the academic yeah. sense, you don't need to intelligence. Be comes in so many different yeah.
3: ways, right? Um, so, I left secondary school with nothing, literally, other than like an. I think it was an A in business, and I remember coming home, and I've always had the passion of photogra- for photography. I've always liked to take photographs and just experiment with different things. And I didn't really... I wasn't really allowed out of my house without permission from my parents. So, like, I would be taking photographs of, like, my dogs and right. shit that's outside. You know so you I mean? had quite a
2: strict upbringing.
3: Very strict upbringing. But, um... I said to my dad, "I want to go and study photography in college." Like I found a college where you don't need qualifications. so basically a college full of thick people who didn't really do well. <laughs> who want to do something? Why do you think he didn't do well uh, at school? I really wasn't bothered at all. No, no, I didn't care. Mainly because I sort of knew what I was going to be doing if when I left school anyway. Clothes like, or I, just something? no like I had to yourself? work for my family.
2: Okay, All oh, right. okay. Shit, yeah, no, actually, that's that's got to have a bit of an impact. Like, if yeah. that's my expectation, that's what I'm going to do. So if I was Dad's told, you, is, even is though there. my
3: dad would have the biggest go on me ever if my parents evenings were crap, they'd like, be like, you're not going to be working for the family if you can't get your act together in school. You fool. Or my dad, like, the brothers who are like, they did shit too. Like, they didn't even go to school, <laughs> so you can't give me that right yeah. now. <laughs> and then... When he said to me, "Look, that you've got no choice. You ain't going to college. You're to work for the family." And I, I really not that I hated it because I started working from the age five. Yeah, I was washing cars at a pound, sweeping up, picking stones up off the floor, keeping myself occupied. And that was basically where my family to say, "Look, you need to appreciate money at a young age because it don't come. It don't come easy. Absolutely, like you have to work for it." And which I, which I'm happily can say i appreciate the way i've been brought up but i was was uh, i was like six 15 years old when i first went sledging with my friends like and they went like to experience things at like a really late age and then it would turn in 17 being told oh, you're moving to essex now with your shop by yourself with two people that i hardly know to my ends at lakeside right to Lakeside, exactly. It's like Fifteen minutes from my house. Literally, <laughs> and I was just like, so the the first year I started the business, everything was like massive. I was seen everywhere in the area. I couldn't go out by myself because I'd be stopped, and I was scared because I didn't know how to approach some sort of people. Yeah. I get really bad anxiety when I'm with if I, if I'm in a big place where people know me and I'm not with anybody I know I literally feel like shit like I'm scared shitless literally like I I literally it's never I'm a very confident person like now now, yeah Yeah. and to be thrown in situations like that like I remember getting pissed for the first time I mean carried out by the bouncers to put in a taxi like I experienced these things so late (laughs) in my childhood (laughs) Well, all my friends were like, are you gonna? Are you coming out tonight? Like, we're going to go to the park and stuff. And I'd be calling my dad like, can I, um... or oh, can I take this call?
2: Go for it, man. So I'll, I'll pause it. And we're back. There you go. There's so only, only 30 seconds. Um, so be, being sort yeah, of... Yes, so I, I was Like, late, late experiencing things late. I was late.
3: experiencing everything late. And then when I was told I was moving to a different city, which is, like, three hours away from home... Yeah. I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my days! Like, I can't wait to move and do things without my parents knowing." And so, what was their reaction to that?
2: Being that they're saying, strict and that very well, stereotypical. because it was for work,
3: they let me. If it wasn't for work, yeah, then I would never be allowed to move away from home. Yeah, but my dad was like, "You need. You're going to be coming home every week and stuff." Did they still. come? Did
2: they go with you or anything?
3: My dad would visit. Um, I think when the, the shop was the, always the busiest on the weekend, so he would always come on the Saturday. Sometimes he wouldn't come. And when he was like, I'm not coming, I'd be like, yes, I can go out. I like, can it's a Saturday night, <laughs> I can go out now. But when he came, to be fair, I missed my family a lot. Yeah. Um, Because I wasn't used to it. Like, I wasn't used to living away from home.
2: And you still don't now, right? What do you mean? Sorry? You, you, you still live with your family I now? Still
3: live, I still live with everybody in my family now, all 16 of them. Um and even though I'm I am i am hardly ever home and I'm always going out because I've got a car now, like I've I've got more freedom. Like my uncle, who's like the eldest in the house, we call him Baji and he'll be like, Oh, we I don't see you much, like you need to be home a bit more, like <laughs> we don't really get to see you as much often.
2: Uncle, you have to understand. Uh, yeah
3: and, um, I've got
2: these big business yeah, that I've got to run but, and people to shake hands with.
3: But um <laughs> No, it's, it just happened so quick. Sure. And then when I moved again the year after into Newcastle, that was when I moved with my best friend. And it was literally, like, the best experience ever. Even though it wasn't financially well for the company, because we didn't really work well in Newcastle. No? No, because that they, they, a lot of people in Newcastle used to say, like, people in Newcastle are tight, Right. Like, they don't really like to spend much money. And even though we have customers coming every single day, like we weren't turning over what we did in Essex. Do you know what I mean? Uh,
2: yeah. To be you your the clothes, I mean, for the you, you could charge more just based on the, the, the sort of stature of yourself and the shop. They yeah. are like Yeah, you know, I looked. It's like you know, these these are
3: like They say that why they're not like the independent most expensive
2: handmade yeah. prices. They're like yeah, that's a top like yeah, you know I mean, I couldn't buy that in Superdrive for for less, and I it's know. been made in a factory with no love, and it's not supporting something that's been made in in the UK. So exactly, but Essex do go mad for these kind of cut
3: colours. Essex is literally just the best thing ever. Like, if I could move back there today, I would literally pack my bags and go today. Come stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 20 minutes from Leicester. <laughs> <side. laughs> literally, I'm hoping. Um, well, we're going to see if this will have any of the shops available because I don't know if you've been like side recently. It's the, my shop was the EE store. Yep. That's there now. Okay. Um, um, it's like when my friends walk past the store, they'll send me a picture and I'll be like, oh, shit, the things I would do to be back there again. Another
2: bloody mobile shop. Yeah, yeah. I know,
3: another mobile shop. And <laughs> it's, it's because the, the rates that they gave us for the first six months were, like, really understandable. How long was you there for? Our contract was six months. Six months, yeah. And then they wanted to charge extortionate prices for like afterwards. It was like near a million pounds a year. And I was like, fuck Really? That. Like I'm not I'm not ready for that right now. Not fucking T shirts <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um Yeah, so I think from being going to legend at the age of sixteen to like moving to a different city with your friend away from your family at seventeen. It was a big way of me to adjust myself to life and to be fair that was when i was more myself like i found myself more
2: like you said you was sort of bored i was really about
3: shy and bored and useless and lazy and i needed to meet more people sure you ain't gonna be meeting nobody in the countryside where i live right now other than the old people who go to get their bread and shit in the morning in the corner <laughs> shop. Like, I like I, my, I, found my manager, my publicist, um, in Essex. Okay. Like, they came to me, and I was meeting celebrities and, like, going to, like, Shoreditch House and Shard and going to these meetings and shit, and I was like, what the fuck is all of this? Like, this is How so... How did I get here? This is so unreal for me. And I remember the first time I got asked to do a school tour, and I was like you really want me to come into your school and talk to your kids I was just like <laughs> why why do you want me to come for that? like because you have a really good story and I obviously never really sat down and thought to myself I've achieved so much in life like I yeah. should be really um happy and proud but to me it's like this is just an everyday sort of thing for me like I don't really look at myself any different to like my staff who work here do you know what I mean like I just we're all the same people here um and I remember, like, my first off-subject going back to the school tour thing. Like, I was talking in front of 300 kids, and I was so nervous, like, I was so scared. I ended up laughing. I just laughed. <laughs> and the teachers <laughs> are like, what the fuck's happening right now? I was just so scared. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, And again, going from that to doing a TED Talk and hacking the empire in front of... I think it was... 1,200 people.
2: It was rammed,
3: wasn't it? I was just like, how has this even happened? Do you know what I mean?
2: And you're not a natural talker, right? No. Do you mind me
3: saying that? No, I'm not. You don't, you, you, if someone you're really, say...
2: you such a mixed bag of person.
0: It's just nuts. No, it's because...
3: true. It's true. And I do have a bit of a foul mouth. Like, <laughs> I, I'm very, like... I, I really don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. And, um when I got approached to a TED talk I was like are you sure you really want me to this talk like this is TED we're talking about here like this isn't some secondary school who's booked me in for 50 quid to talk half an hour (laughs) and they were like no we actually we really want you to be here we need you to tell your message to everybody in the crowd so I was in the rehearsal room listening to these people and they were amazing I was to like shit my talk sounds wank compared to this like how am I supposed to be the same yeah. like these people know how to talk here's me if you failed English and flipping literature and language <laughs> and shit and, and doesn't care either and I didn't care. <laughs> and I was like oh my days this is going to be so awkward for me and I was rehearsing for ages because it takes me a long time to remember Right. but then I remember one day someone said to me do you really need to be able to rehearse your own story? And I was like, you know what, that's true. Like, how thick must I be not to know my own story? Yeah. So I remember the night before my talk, I literally ripped my script and I thought, I'm just going to go out there and just do what I need to do. Yeah. I've got a slideshow. I've got pictures and stuff. And the woman who went before me, her name was Babita Sharma, and she was talking about um, the stereotypes of the corner shop. Like she was Asian too. And she was, she's a BBC news journalist. Okay. And she was amazing. And I was like, oh my days, how am I supposed to follow this up right now? Like, how am I supposed to be the same? And how am I supposed to even be better than her? As soon as I got out on stage, I seen 1,200 people looking at me. And I thought, shit. (laughs) Like, I literally thought I was shitting myself there and then. And, um, I was just being myself yeah and I just got like these engagements of people laughing and I got really emotional do you know what I mean yeah something hit me and it just it went amazing like I wouldn't want it to be any other way of how the TED talk went and like when there was a part where I was literally about to break down on stage, like people were applauding me yeah. and like saying, "like you can You've hear quite this. clearly,
2: like your name being called out and, and, and stuff like that." You, you... At
3: the end of it, I, I know I didn't stay on stage for my applause. Like I literally ran straight off because I just I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I was you got... so overwhelmed. Thank you. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed with the the audience and how they respected me and how they appreciated me for who I am and took me in. It was just mind-blowing. And I remember being told, like, to go to the speaker's cafe because people might want to speak to you and ask you questions. I was like, no, they don't. Nobody wants to speak to me. Like, yeah, I only did a talk for 12 minutes. Like, what do they actually want to ask? And there was a queue of over 100 people that wanted to ask me questions and take photographs. It's and nuts, my parents... Really? The first time my parents have actually ever seen me perform before. They've oh, really? never, Yeah, because I'm a... Believe it or not, I was signed a Motivational Speaker. So I go to university. Believe students. it or not. Yeah, yeah. It or not. Um, I'm actually in talks of being a university lecturer at Shout the Montford Uni in Leicester. <laughs> I had a meeting of that last week, and he was like, we really want you to be a lecturer here. And I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Um, but I, think, English, I think mainly because I'm on the same level as... I'm on the same level as what the kids are on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm I'm not saying I've got money, I'm successful, I've got a big house, I've got a nice cars, like, I'm never yeah. going to be poor in my life. I'm going there saying, like, there was a time where I was eating breadsticks because I couldn't afford food because I wasted it on, like, other things. Other
0: things, Yeah. <laughs>
3: do you know what I mean yeah yeah, absolutely there are times where I wasted um, my money on other things too (laughs) where we didn't have heating in the house or where my Christmas present was to go into the attic and pick something because we couldn't afford a present sure do you know what I mean like I I would tell them the real me instead of going in there thinking I'm like the best person ever because I fucking ain't like I really am not there's people out there who are doing way more who I will look up to and who can do more and I want to do more do you know what I mean and if yeah. I have to share my story and my knowledge to people who want to do the same thing then yeah of course I'll do that for you like why wouldn't I want to do that do you know what I mean absolutely
2: yeah I I mean we said about the story and obviously I, I, I'd press record and then and then made you aware of that just a, a little bit in and we was talking about about your family but Family growing up, yeah, you, of course. you've got like 16 to 21 people in your house growing up, and now, and, and, and even now, you've still got like 16 of mm. you in, in one house. But obviously, back then, it might have been a, a financial thing or a, a cultural thing, whereas uh, now, it's certainly not a financial thing, no. it's, it's a choice.
3: So, my, Which is
2: different to my upbringing, that's why, that's why I'm really curious. Yeah,
3: you that's, know. that's fine. So we had my dad's dad, obviously he came to the UK, with a Fiverr. He then started a taxi firm business and a corner shop. And my mum was, like, this is how tight we were, like, my mum got married when she was 18. Mm-hmm. And she was running the corner shop while she was, like, six months pregnant with me. Yeah. Like, we did anything we fucking could to get money. Sure. And we worked hard for it. Well, they worked hard for it. And it's always been my dad's... Mom and dad's dream for us all to stick together. Yeah. And... My grandparents, passed away at a young age, like, they weren't old. Like, they weren't, like, 80-something. They were, like, 50, 60. So I didn't really get to meet them. Well I, I did but I was young. I didn't get to meet them. Can't even know why I feel so emotional at the story but because um, it, it cause, it's uh, yeah. your story and, yeah. and, and
2: it, it and, happens um, to you and it's real My dad's always saying guy.
3: to me like how he would do anything to uh, to like see his mum or be able to just speak to them again or just see them for a minute. Like, you will pay anything to do that. And I think my dad and his three brothers have worked so hard to get where we are today. Like, I wouldn't want to break this bond that we have at home, and I don't think I can really take away everything that they've worked hard for so we did all live in just a normal house um, like when my dad was growing up he was sharing a bedroom, a double bed with his three brothers, like there was four of them there they used to piss and shit in a bucket because they didn't have um, money for like a toilet or anything like they had Crazy, a, re- you know? a really hard yeah. upbringing and especially in that day and age like It was quite a... uh, It's very stereotypical, like, the white people and the black people sort of thing. And because this area is mainly white people, like, it was hard for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think what they wanted to do was to make sure that it didn't happen to us when we were growing up. And even though I didn't want to be working at the age of five, I wanted to do normal things that kids could do. Like, my child was watching my friends enjoying their childhood because I didn't get that I mean
2: my son's six and and he'll work and do chores and jobs around the house mostly because he wants to mostly for fun not because he has to to bring an income Uh, in or to support a family business or something Which is is
3: like I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning at the age of five going into the garage with my uncle and picking up stones off the floor to keep me occupied and I used to cry every single morning to my mum and be like, mum, I, I, like, I really don't want to do this. Like, please, like, I, I can't do it no more. Yeah. And the people who are, who worked with my uncle, like, even though it's my uncle's business, and I used to work with him doing that, like, they weren't nice to me. Like, okay. they'd be like, oh, um... They would, they'll be racist. And, like, even though they work for the family now... At the young age, I didn't get that sort of sense of humour. Mm. Like, I was young. They were probably joking, which I know they are. But how's a five-year-old supposed to know that you're calling somebody a pecky boy to go make their coffee? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how am I supposed to take that in at such a young age? And it's sort of just, like, I think working at a young age sort of sculptured my personality... And made me the person that I am today. So I'm not saying I'm thankful that I went through such a shit time, but, but I'm you grateful. can reflect and
2: see how it's sort of yeah uh, yeah you can reflect me back, back and say it, it's yeah. done something.
3: That I am today, and I remember like just because I didn't I, we didn't, nobody had we didn't have friends growing up. Like I didn't have anybody who out of home who I could speak to if I had a problem. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but we're so close. Like the family are so close. Like we we see each other as like friends and stuff. I'm close to all of my family, and um,
2: yeah, I, I've heard you use that a lot in terms of in the shop, like your staff.
3: Yeah, see, when I, when I have events and stuff, my sisters are the first people down to come and help me. My mum and dad are always here. My but then uncle. staff that
2: aren't your family, you consider family, you've got a really
3: yeah, like we have relationship. a relationship. You're in the
2: shop all the time. Yeah,
3: I have a very tight relationship with um, everybody who works for me here. But that's because I was... Like, when I was growing up, I appreciated the fact that we take people for who they are, and yeah. like they're here to help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like later on down the line, obviously my family working really, really hard. We made enough money to find a bigger house, which is the house that we're in at the moment. We've, we've been in that house now since two thousand and two. So, to be fair, nineteen six, nineteen ninety, nineteen hundred, one, two. I was seven years old when I moved into the house I'm in now. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and that's when, because it cause they used to be a hospital, so we had to refurbish everything, mm. like a new furniture, new everything, new everything, and um, even when we had this house, we would still be living the way we were living in the old house. Like we didn't, because we had money, and we had other businesses now under the family name. We were still doing the same shit we were doing before, and. It's 2017 now, so we are literally three weeks before moving into a multi-million pound house that's had to be built because we can't find a house big enough.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's like now, my dad's going to be 50 this year. My eldest, my dad's brother, 65. It's taken him 65 years to sort of appreciate... What they've actually done as a family for, that for them to to be where they are today, yeah,
2: for it to materialize into and something that you if can that say that that's the are
3: Working fucking hard, then I don't know what <laughs> it is because it's taken them sixty five years to appreciate. Well, we've always appreciated everything we've done, but to to give something back to themselves after all of this time, yeah, is something that I look up to a lot, and it's something that I really admire. And that's the footsteps that I want to follow.
2: Yeah,
3: to carry on this legacy until, until it possibly can.
2: But you, you, you did break. I mean, you was working off after the corner shop and picking up bits and pieces, and 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 you went at like, fifteen or something to, to or, or maybe younger to to work in, your dad's car showroom.
3: Yeah, so they knew good, I ha- was you a good car salesman no I wasn't fuck I, they knew I <laughs> they knew I hated working in the garage um, my dad was like how do you feel about working with me in the car showroom and I said okay one I didn't have to get my hands dirty which is a bonus um, two I won't be surrounded by people I thought were horrible people Guys in overalls that
2: have no problem saying "Go, pack your boy, make a cup of tea." Literally, yeah. and
3: just saying nasty things. And even though they're probably joking, like I didn't see it as a joke. And like my dad's staff are lovely. Like to be fair, everybody who works with the family are lovely. I don't know them all, but because I work at the same building, my dad does. Yeah. Um, like we, like you saw earlier, like. Yeah. the guy I was yeah I mean to. we're still
2: here in yeah, the, the shop is built into the side of the car garage which is great because e- even that you've sort of to, yeah. to put it frankly you've made enough dough that as you've broken away from the family tradition of working with them you've not broken away from yeah. the idea of family being super important exactly so you, you've put your business here you, you've you know whether that was because it was it was cheaper for the shop rent or this whether it was to just to yeah
3: So I had this dream I wanted in my own shop and my dad was putting it off for so long saying like, no, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And I was like, it will, it will. There were like 400 people waiting outside the shop of the day opening. But um, believe it or not, my dad's staff that are in the same building, like they used to work for me, some of them. Right. So like when they were, not when I sacked them, because I never had to sack anybody or two people, but um, (laughs) they've, because my dad's like you excel more in this. Like, I think you'll be better doing this. And they would be like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. So they, yeah. I, I, but we still all like when we walk past each other in the building, we won't just put our heads down and be like, "Uh." We'll be like, oh, morning you, all right? like, well, I, are alright?" Like, and I just
2: genuinely witnessed it. Like, you know, yeah. just before well, we slided, yeah, I he, went to the toilet, yeah. and someone was like,
3: You're right, Dale. Yeah, he "You ideal." Yeah. You know, to really work friendly for me. and yeah. He was cool. Like they're all really cool people here, and um, yeah. So, but
2: yeah. So you, you, you you was working in the showroom, and yeah, that was just totally. Customers coming to be like,
3: "Oh, what's the mileage on this car?" I never know which car they would point at me and I was like I don't even know what the logo even stands for or <laughs> what it even means so I used to call me like I need help in reception <laughs> the only thing I actually was really good at was making tea and coffee and counting the change in the coffee machine it was like my job on the Saturday <laughs> and my dad was like so I got paid £15 a day I think I was working nine till six mm. and my dad said if you can name me then make a model of each car that we've sold I'll give you an extra five pounds <laughs> so I used to go to which my which to own...
2: most people is not a massive challenge is it no let's be it. honest
3: and then I was like shit how am I supposed to know all these things <laughs> I used to go to my dad's best friend who works for him who's the manager here and I used to say okay tell me the names of models and when I write them on my hand when <laughs> I put my sleeve down and when he asks me in the car because he's not going to look at me when he's driving I'll read it out to him like every single Saturday he used to expect a text from me saying what have we sold today so I can write it down and like there was one day where we sold five cars and I got every single car right and I thought five 25, 25, 25 pounds more and I was like oh my god I'm like the richest person ever with 25 pounds more and um, and then that was, was this work for my dad was the last job I had before working for myself It's crazy, innit? So I was going to college part time, but
2: and then to 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 pick on the stereotype a a little bit, yeah. You've got this family, this this dad, these expectations upon you. Dad, I don't want to work here. I want to go make clothes. (laughs) I didn't. I
3: didn't want to make clothes. That's that's the thing. Okay. Um, I was studying photography. Yeah, and my dad was like, "Okay, you can take pictures of the cars here." edit them, put them on the website and use them for social media. I was like, okay, cool. So one day my dad hired this really good photographer and he was like, oh, Dylan, if you want to come along on the photo shoot, you can. Uh And take pictures as well. And I was like, okay, cool. And above the building on that side is a gym where we went out to one of, a a close family friend of ours Mm -hmm. And he has a vinyl platter in his office where he prints basically uniform for his the boxes and there and the, sure, like the yeah. MMA fighters and stuff. So, what I used to do when I did the photo shoot and everything, the guy who was freelancing, who was working with a guy who owns the gym, who we rent the gym to, was sat there. I was learning as much as I could off him that yeah. I could do for my dad. And I see this vinyl platter like plotting out this logo thing. And I said to him, does this print out, like, anything you want it to? And he was like, yeah, why? And I was like, oh, could you make me a fake T-shirt? Because I can't afford the real version. And he was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> that's fine. So he made this T-shirt for me, and I was wearing it to college and stuff. Like, I was like... Friends are like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. I used to be like, oh, yeah, I worked really hard for it, but it cost, like, £2.50 to make. <laughs> and... Um, I went back home. I was sat in my mum and dad's room by myself. Cause before we go to bed at night time, me, my mum, my dad, and my sister Katie will sit together, have a cup of coffee or tea, yeah. tell each other how our day was and everything like that. So That's I was nice. waiting for them upstairs in their room. And I had this idea of I want to print this word on a t-shirt. This was just one t-shirt, not a business, not a career. the next day I went in and I said to the guys downstairs, I was like, oh, I want you to put this on a t-shirt for me today. They're like, oh, we don't have time. I said, but I really need you to do it today. Like, it needs to be done. like, okay, do you have a logo? I said, what do you mean? Just Google image the word ratchet and just stick it on a t-shirt. Like, no, like, if you want it to be your own, then create your own logo. Like, draw it out. I said, I don't know how to draw.
2: Right.
3: Like, what do you mean draw it out? So I was fiddling away with this pen and pencil, telling them this is how I want it. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) And they drew it out for me. I've seen it being vinyled out of the machine and I was so fucking excited for this moment. I got it printed on the T-shirt. I went home. I was, previously to this, I was on YouTube looking at ways to bleach and dye things with my sister because we did that in our spare time. And I bleached this T-shirt and I put some studs on it and I, like, made it look really cool and different and stuff. And I wore it to college and people saying, oh, it's, that's a really nice T-shirt you're wearing. I thought, like, thank Sp-
2: you. So it just started literally as a... just, as just, just for me. Like,
3: I just wanted it because I wanted it.
2: Yeah.
3: And I remember making a Facebook page and it had, like, 6,000 likes in the first week like how does this happen when I don't even have any products <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> that's mad I don't man, understand that um, is crazy because that's the, the part kind of... of social media I do not understand how this but not happened. everyone can do that no it's true not everybody can and I think it was the right time like in the right place yeah do you know what I mean and just
2: general reaction to the yeah I, I like that. that that's kind of
3: and then new. I remember having a website being made it was like £100 they charged me the guy who charged me £100 is now the guy who manages me, believe ah, okay. it or not. The guy who I was working with upstairs in that gym yeah. Yeah. now is my right-hand man of this company. Brilliant. And um, I remember him calling me the night it went live, and he said, Yeah, get me on He said, the website's live. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my days my own website is actually live I could sell to the public. And I was having thousands of people click on the website and fucking nobody buying anything. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, why is no one buying anything? And like I think in the first hour one person had bought something. And I was like, oh okay. Like it has ended now. Like it's just a phase. Like no one's buying anything. So that was that project it's, it's done. The next day I thought, I'm not gonna quit because firstly I didn't even want to start a clothing brand I'm just going to start making other things that I would wear day to day okay. and put them online if they like it they can buy it and that's all I did and then and then everybody was just like I want to buy it it just went
2: nuts was it an overnight thing like did it go from one to loads It didn't go from did one it to steadily loads? build
3: it went from steadily like I started it in uh, October 2012 the first Christmas that I had I was doing everything by myself tie dye, bleaching, packaging writing things out, sending it to the post office the washing literally everything and I remember getting, my peak was like getting 32 orders in the Christmas season, at like the Christmas time um, I could not do it on my own no more. Like, I couldn't do it. I was finishing college at, like, six, working in my garage at home till about two in the morning. Wow. I didn't have time. I said to my mum, like, mum, I'm really scared. Shall I quit college? She was like, it's up to you if you think it's the right thing to do.
2: Oh, that's surprising. I thought that she would have been like, nope.
3: And then <laughs> quit college. And I just remember just not turning up to college ever again. They just, just like that, me letters just like, no, say, like Where are you? So and so. I just laughed. I just never went back.
2: Which we don't advise to people who Which we got don't advise dream. the
3: people but
2: It worked out luckily for you.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it, it did really, really work out and you know, you you've done Yeah, so I just A million quid in the first year. You've got four stores,
3: is it? Four. I've you've got, had. I've had no. I've had all together: Newcastle, Essex, Sheffield, two in Nottingham, one in Bedford. Um, we supply to people in Wales, Ireland. We just signed a deal with the biggest dance um, online company. Nice. Called Dance Direct. Um they want to supply our stuff now. They're like the dance wear for ASOS, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, they're like they're like the ASOS for dancewear. Right,
2: okay. So yeah. they
3: just chuck a load of things on. And because we're very street style and unique and different, yeah. We don't they don't really offer things to hip hop dancers and street dancers and stuff like that. And when they came to see us at like a convention we went to, they were like, We need you on our website. Smashing. And we now
2: supply to them, but and aside from that, in, in the business, I mean, you've been awarded, commended, you've had tea with David Cameron, which tea with um, Derek, Cameron, at the time you I didn't even, you know. didn't even know who he was, which is fine because, um, you know, we're all allowed to, to have things we know and things we don't. You, you, the brand name's Ratchet, named after uh, uh, Azalea Banks lyric. I, I had to Google the fuck she
3: was
4: yeah <laughs> so you know, I I know don't, David Cameron yeah I don't really but I don't, I don't know who she was
3: so I don't really um have because we we were like we knew each other but now I couldn't really tell us what she did in her career like I hate her now oh really yeah okay like very I dislike her a lot <laughs> Moving on, moving on. <laughs> but there, there,
2: there's been a lot of other celebs, names and faces, and yeah, and like, you're sort uh, like of... I
3: went out with Miley Cyrus, um, style X Factor contestants. But you're you're
2: again that you still remain really grounded, which is something yeah. I do really like about you. Yeah. Is that you've gone. Yeah, so Miley Cyrus it is in her phone book. But at the same know? time, I'm still working in a shop, but on the still... side of my dad's garage, in just yeah. outside of Nottingham.
3: My little sweatshop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just. I, are, are you happy? I'm Because very it sounded happy. like you was a bit lost as a, as I a was young lost. teen. And that was five years ago, right?
3: Yeah. Not, I, not long ago. Yeah, at all. 100%. But last year, with my working in matching clothing, was the year where I felt like giving up. Yeah. like I'm done with this now I'm right. bored I don't want to do it no more then why do you think that year, is? I just got bored I was just not interested I didn't care it was, it was like not the best of years for me yeah then I was thinking to myself do you mind me asking
2: why? just personally, like professional.
3: right you can't be perfect all the time no. you can't be making money all the time we were making money but not enough sure but I blamed that on myself because I wasn't interested I didn't care okay I was happy enough to waste £100 on train tickets for places I didn't even need to go to and this year I was like are you fucking stupid why are you wasting everything away for like what you achieved
2: mm.
3: and already this year so far, we're in April and I've done more than what we did last year because Brilliant. I'm back in the game
2: it's just attitude right?
3: literally attitude, like I was such a dick last year I was so lapsy daisy and like I really didn't give a shit about anything it's
4: and I lapsy-daisy. needed
3: my that, but the only reason why I got my act together was because my dad made me Like he had to sit me down and be like look if it happens again then we're shutting this whole thing down and you're going to go right back in the garage and that's when it hit me Shit. <laughs> I got time. I haven't got time for that right now. <laughs> but I was I felt very ungrateful for myself because I shouldn't have had that attitude because a lot of people have got me where I am today. Yeah. The people who follow me, the people who buy my products. I do apologize for last year. It was a shit time. I lost it and I've moved on and I'm back. And I'm doing better than ever. So, awesome!
2: That's 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 <laughs> yeah, man. That's 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 for for twenty years old, and, you
3: and know, I think we, even having that mentality at twenty years old
2: is no. Nah, I think back to when I was twenty, and just I always wanted to to sort of be in business, and 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 I got a restaurant at twenty five. What food? Uh, like modern British. Oh, I love any kind of food. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I was doing crazy things like a dessert with stuffed custard inside of spring rolls. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I, I, I've done fruit samosas, and then I've done you know really typical British things that are kind of simple. Fish and
3: chips. Just yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. So you can't go wrong was with this. It sort a fish of chip. taking the idea that Britain's a melting pot of uh, of cultures and stuff, but also we've got our own thing and we've got brilliant food. And, literally and,
3: our food bangs. so I mean you love you love food right I love food you're a big foodie look at me I'm a fat bastard of course I love
2: food <laughs> so I said we've got some, uh, some similarities
3: <laughs> so um, I even got approached to go on a TV show for fat people I was oh like, really is, is, this the ni- is this a nice way of calling somebody fat that's, to make that's them, brilliant to, isn't to it? make them famous at the same time <laughs> <laughs> like, what a TV you show mean? for you
2: yeah? <laughs> challenge you to lose a low yeah. weight thanks <laughs> so ratchet is a brand what, what does it represent
3: it just represents being yourself and being innovative and just basically just going out there and doing whatever you want to do you kind of fight for underdogs a lot I really do and I literally cannot like like it, more
2: so than the money, the celebrity like yeah, that's yes. something
3: that I think honestly really, if I could literally just tell everybody out there to just stop with this rule book and just stop with listening to opinions and shit, like if I could just tell this whole world that I swear we would all be so happy like yeah. you have no one, you do, you have no idea, and like when people come and visit me in the shop and they're like oh i'm not too sure what I'm going to do this, just fucking do it, just do it like no nothing's stopping you from doing it. Like, you're young and you've got shit to do, so just do it.
2: And you speak to young people kind of going into schools and stuff. Yeah,
3: the the weirdest thing is when, like, 30-, 40-year-olds will email me and be like, oh, I really need some advice. And I'm like, I'm half your fucking age. Like, why do you need my advice? (laughs) But to be honest, I'm
2: 32. Um, and I know, but it's just, it just... We are a generation apart. Like, you never... And, and I, I met with someone last night who's 23, and I think sort of anyone younger than my brother, who is my younger brother, is 25. I see it as, a oh, it's, it's 7 to 12 years between my brother and me, and and, and, and for yeah. me and you. a 100%. But that's still a generation in terms of how life has changed. Yeah, it? It's not generations with uh, your mum and dad and then your grandparents anymore. That that generational gap has is, is really closed. Of you know, course. Soon a generation might be as little as sort of five years because you've never not had internet or, or, or lived in a world without the internet and that, that method of, of connecting and, and stuff like that. But it's sort of you're still you've got a strong work ethic you've got a great attitude and I just think it doesn't really matter now that you're 20 no you you, I, I can fully believe that you know if a 30 year old or a 40 year old even is sort of a bit feeling a bit lost at sea and they see something that you've done that inspires them I know. Fucking why not ask how you did it and seek some guidance? Of and, course, and, and I'm more
3: than happy to. I wouldn't fucking to, talk to
2: you about politics or no, anything. Because I don't understand it's clear that. Anyway. You
3: haven't got a bloody clue or no, care or
2: interest, but, but what you do know is, is you do know something.
3: I do. And I feel like they're intimidated. We're only going to universities and stuff. Like I'm, I'm younger than them, but they feel intimidated. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel like that.
2: So, I mean, talking about intimidation bullying you, you've sort of done a lot of uh, kind of anti-bullying and ambassador stuff in, yeah. in that arena is that because of personal I experience
3: was, yeah I, I was the only Asian person in school in an all right. white school it was a horrible area um, from year 7 8 and 9 I was bullied um, physically and verbally and you're at the point where do I go home and tell my parents I'm being bullied Like, what do I do? And something just changed one day. Somebody called me something and I remember grabbing their face and dragging it on a brick wall. Like, I had no fucking time for this no more. Like, I got to the point where I thought, I can't deal with this bullshit no more. I'm not letting my sister's face this when they move to the same school. Do it one more time and see what happens. Yeah.
2: And you're you're a big guy. Yeah. You're, You're... Six
3: foot something? Six foot four, I think I am. So... And after that, it's like everything changed. The teachers would be like, what did you just do? I says, I beat him. (laughs) I've had enough. I've had enough. I was There was one time where somebody called my mum a slut. And I suffocated him in the snow. Oh, wow. I grabbed him by his head and I shoved his head in the snow... I still ever call my mum ever again even though I was not slut she'd been married once and had one person in her life yeah 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 no that I need to justify that but I thought I'm not doing this no more like I'm not letting them walk over me no more I'm not one person ever that day said so shit to me ever again and then one person said shit to my... One person said something to my sister. And because I was so popular after all that shit happened, the whole year group of my year came and confronted this little girl who said something horrible to my sister. And then from that day onwards, they've not had one problem with bullying. In I mean is, is and that I'm not the sort saying, of advice that you give when I'm you're not going to say, school is going, I'm not, yeah of course because that's how I was brought up and I'm not saying that violence is the answer but when you get three years if you get three years of being bullied and not teachers are doing shit about it then I will do something about it sure. and I don't care if you think it's right or if you think it's wrong
2: I, I, I was bullied a hell of a lot when I was at school um, I, I, I was I moved around a lot when I was a kid um, so it was sort of I was always the new boy, and uh, I've always,
3: that's always the I've always been part. a bit
2: tubby. You know, I f- I'm shy at sport. I can't stand football. I was
3: always picked last. Do you know,
2: what I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. So, I mean, we've got a similarity there in 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 that respect. But yeah, but you know, when for me standing up almost wasn't that option. I wasn't six foot four, and and I don't know. It, it, it's tough. It's hard to advise on what to it do because sometimes hard. standing up can sort of. Add fuel to a fire,
3: it can, or it can finish the fire.
2: But in some ways, you do need to to stand up,
3: yeah, you do, to to do something, especially if teachers ain't going to do nothing for you. And the amount of times I went to my teachers and said, Look, this is happening, oh, it's fine, we'll speak to them, we'll do this, we'll do that. But they didn't, my ass, yeah, and I don't care. I go back to that school now. I get booked, that they 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 booked me to do a talk in this, in the school, and I know for a fact those teachers hated me as a person. They disliked me. But the kids me. probably, huh? the, but the kids probably really the sat up and paid me. attention. Yeah. They were cheering my name before I was going out on the stage to perform my talk. And the teacher was just like, they they look they they look at me in shame, as in like, why did they look up to him so much for? <laughs> Because i put this, not this, this isn't a, just a persona, like this is me. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. We've all messed up. But we're rising on top now. Like we are the generation for the future.
2: Absolutely. And and that's, yeah, absolutely, man. And absolutely. I'm not saying
3: you go and beat someone up on the street because they called you something. Like now, somebody called me now, I'll just walk away. Yeah. I'm too much of a strong person to care now. Yeah. Someone like hurts. you say,
2: you kind of revel a lot. Yeah. You know? It, it, you revel a lot in that okay so we're back we're back it would be like that for the people listening because I paused it but yeah it proves you working in your shop man because you've got customers walking yeah and, exactly you got, got to come come in and it's good good to chat with the customers talk, talk to them about where they found out about the brand yeah. and, and stuff like. like that and nice to sell stuff as well so yeah um so we, we were sort of talking about the bullying and, and stuff like that, and like you said, you've, you've got no filter for it, and you're just going to call it out and support people that want to.
3: Yeah, any organisation, or anybody who feels the need to have to hold back because of the person they are, I don't agree with. Absolutely, yeah. So everybody's here for a reason. I'm very religious. I you always are? think that my life's written out. Already, by God, I'm just living by it now. Uh-huh. So, so what? What he religion? He didn't put me here for no reason, huh? So he didn't put me here for no reason. <laughs> well, you're, pro- you're proving that. <laughs>
2: you're proving, proving that. What? What religion? I'm
3: a Hindu. A Hindu, yeah. Yeah. Where,
2: whereabouts? Whereabouts are your family from? Uh,
3: my you're, you're dad's from, parents yeah. are from Punjab. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, with the with the culture and the religion and and stuff like that and how the family all sort of now you've been doing the business this long and you're
3: very supportive you, you're, you're speaking um, about brilliant very and, and loads of things you know yeah we're very westernised family Um even though we're quite strict with certain things like we still get wasted and we still <laughs> do things and, you know <laughs> it's, um, we still get to have fun in life
2: but they're proud of you for. They're very proud. In, in, in spite of not going into the family business. A million
3: percent. Excellent. A million percent. I've always got the support. I'm all. I'm, I've always been the favourite in the house, like the favourite child.
2: How many brothers and sisters and stuff you got?
3: So I actually have one actual sister. Yeah. But the rest of them are my cousins. But we we just say brothers and sisters to them too because we live together because we're that close. Yeah. But um, I have altogether. Three brothers and sisters I have one, two, four, seven.
2: And what do they all do? So all my brothers work, for, in work similar for the family. Things? They all work for the family.
3: They have their own garage. Um my one of my sisters police officer. One of them runs a corner shop still. <laughs> Uh, one of the I love the way that you say it
2: one of them nodding and identifying one of them
3: works in um, fashion industry with her husband the other one is actually an English teacher in the school that I went to and my younger sisters one of them just got an apprenticeship for this company and my other one is just about to go to university she did get a chance to be interviewed at Cambridge Uni wow but, um, unfortunately, the thick shit didn't get her. <laughs> <laughs> said with love, said with Bless love. Blast her, now. <laughs> she's the cleverest person that I, that I think my family have ever had. Like, she was taking year 11 GCSEs in year 7. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's very clever. Everybody in my family, all, they all bring something different to the table. We it sound it, we're yeah. We're all very bold. We all, we're, We are all different and... Yeah. just crazy,
2: and yeah, and and you're stray from the family business and the family way of doing things as, as literally as paid off. But I mean, what, what's what's next?
3: I'm releasing a book. You're releasing. releasing a book. So it's written. No, no, I can't write. Okay, um, I'm gonna need a ghost writer, but i I'm in touch with a lot of publicists at the moment. Yeah, I want to release it before Christmas.
2: What's it gonna be about?
3: just my life but in more detail it's like a guide on how to start your business and
2: just trying to put across and instill some of that yeah that attitude and and say you know if you've got the idea go out and do it and is that sort of like for a sort of closing statement as an idea Not is that sort of your,
3: thing. I st- no oh. I mean for the
2: podcast I mean, oh. <laughs> as in for, for a closing statement for us because I mean we're we're just tipping over an hour I don't want to take up loads of your time no but it's fine ridiculously late it's coming fine. here this don't morning don't worry about it thank you very much thank you very much
3: but um, I'm I reading a book I should hopefully be on a six weeks a six a week continuous series on MTV Oh, cool! In a couple of a couple of weeks' time. So what's but, that? Um, but is that a fat show TV program? Basically, fat people who transform their bodies. Oh, so you weeks. actually
2: did it? <laughs> okay. When I got
3: you's... my. I got a call yesterday to say you've you've gone through the first stage, but I never tell my mum or dad anything until I finally get the yes or no. Right. Because if I tell my dad now, I've got to the second stage. You actually think I'll be going on TV again? So, so when so,
2: when will you find that out then?
3: And they said if I don't get spoken to within two weeks, that uh, that means no.
2: Right. This will this will go out. Just after two weeks, so
3: yeah, it's fine. I don't. So hopefully, hopefully, you'll if share it it with your family through,
2: it goes, if and, if and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. So, oh, okay. Maybe not a closing statement. Then we've spoken quite a lot about your family and 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 stuff like that, and friends, both you know, people that you have in the shop and and people that you consider almost like family.
3: Yeah.
2: What about relationships?
3: I'm very um, busy. Too I don't busy
2: have time. for
3: time. I don't. I don't care about a relationship right now. I already know it's that I'm going to be radar. getting married when it's my time. So at the moment, I'm not. Um, I'm not settled down. i because we're sorry. We're a very religious family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's it's like an equation that we don't really. It's not. It's not speak about until we until our parents meet their parents and it's like you're gonna get married to each other how do you feel about that well it's not actually as arranged as how I just made it out to be Yeah. so my sister who's just got married recently that was a love marriage
2: right
3: so we basically just have to marry into our religion so they have to be Hindu and
2: that's fair enough man which is fair
3: enough which yeah, I don't really yeah. care about absolutely
2: um, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't marry someone that was really over the top with I wouldn't mind if someone was religious but if it was something that it was a really strong point I wouldn't yeah, be able to be with of them course. because I'm not and I just think it would just, it just Everybody has work. their
3: own features that they like the Absolutely. most of the people do you know what I mean but with us it's like my my brother's the first male since my dad and his three brothers have got married to get married he gets married next this weekend oh cool congratulations Um, thank you and um we're excited to have another woman in the house to introduce another person because obviously the females will be with their husbands the females then in our family will move out and live with their husbands you know what i mean yeah yeah and um it's fun and i just think it's how we've been going forever so why is it different now do you know what I mean yeah
2: no I mean I, I if, if you're kind of cool with that I just uh, th- there'll be people listening that go that's bloody weird
3: yeah Well course. that's not for me
2: but it's sort of you don't have to understand something Definitely. or agree with it to accept it and that's not something that I, I, I would you know I, yeah. I met my other half and she's from Spain so if I couldn't imagine if my parents said you've got to marry within Essex yeah do you know what I mean which is a similar sort of thing you know definitely. But you've you've had that upbringing and that sort of like yeah. faith thing of and a, a belief for you no definitely so yeah that's cool man I just need to make a miracle. no worries no worries
3: well should we wrap it up
2: you, are you sure you're gonna, yeah yeah I've, I've gone through pretty much everything that I mean unless there's something just before you make that phone call I mean you're a busy guy I can tell so
3: <laughs> I, just I, I, one know, my I need, need to get killer. over to
2: Birmingham and then I've got some bits and pieces so I mean to wrap it up I mean, okay, have yeah, cool. you got anything that you want to drop in or
3: well basically just I'm, I'm still going to be carrying doing this full time yeah. um, I'm here for advice or help for anybody who wants to start their own business at a young age or any age I want to become successful and from experience and knowledge that I've gained, I think I'm definitely capable of helping you in the right path. And I just think be nice to one another and then
2: be nice to one another, that's perfect, man.
3: And then we can and then we can just continue being happy, healthy. We've got a roof over our heads, we've got food in our plates, so there's much more that we need. So I think if you've got those two things in life we can all live another day. Take it as it comes. <laughs>
2: Perfect. No, that's 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 great. Thank you so much for, no problem, for having you so me. I know you're busy, me. and, and that, that was great. So, <laughs> that. I put all the links to your stuff. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm going to have to choose a hoodie, man, because I've been sat around <laughs> them, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I need a bit more colour in my life. So you can pick us out something. Thank you. Cool, man. Thanks. Thank you so much. alright wasn't it I thought that was I thought that was cool I thought Dylan was a really nice guy I mean bless him for doing it um, he, he he's an interesting lad Um, he was busy as hell uh, he had people kind of walking about almost, almost all the way through that and um, you know towards the end he, he did start having more phone calls than he was really allowed to, to miss obviously he's running his own business he's very much a, a presence in his business so it sort of finished quite abruptly I I We got through the hour, but I also had other things that I could have asked and and spoken to him about, but you know he's really active on twitter and stuff like that and all his links are are in there so yeah you can go and have a little look and follow him because he's a really interesting guy um yeah he's done some tv work but by no means uh, a celebrity um he's just he's just done really well and is an inspiration and i think people have sort of followed him and, and got on that but he's he's in his shop every day it was a really lovely shop really um uh yeah urban feel um lots of scaffolding for for the rails of to hang his clothes he gave me an awesome hoodie as well so i put a picture of me wearing that up because um that's dope and i really thought that was cool um so yeah he he was great i really enjoyed enjoyed that there's a link as well um i'll put it in my website if you go and visit that mrchristopher.com um I'll put it in a blog um, as well, like some show notes maybe and a link to his TED Talk, because that's sort of a good extension. Um, But if you're listening on the Acast app, then as we we speak about the the TED Talk, you'll see that there's a a video link um, on the Acast app to that TED Talk. Um, Definitely go and check it out because it is really cool. I think, you know, for a guy who's, 20 i mean he's 21 today happy birthday dylan if you're listening i hope you are um then yeah go and go and you know wish him a happy birthday on twitter belated because this comes out obviously in a few days time um don't know really what i'm talking about i'm sort of rambling um i think it's because i've got to go and pick my son up from school so i'm just going to leave with um obviously all of the leave reviews say hello rate subscribe review yada 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 or not if you don't want to that's that's also cool um, send me some feedback i'm on twitter i gave all the links in in the introduction so i'm not going to bore you to tears with it again and um yeah i'll uh, i'll catch up with you all on uh, next week's show where i am bringing you an interview with a really cool guy called marcus and marcus um, is a sort of barbecue chef blogger um, and sort of runs a magazine um he, he's really cool um i, I sort of i've loved love barbecue food and sort of stumbled across him a little while ago um we've kept in touch but I, again like with Allah, really i only knew him about barbecue turns out actually he's got a pretty awesome story as well um so yeah definitely catch up with that next week so thanks again thanks very much um